Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. Welcome back to Jeff and Jenning Pennington's episode of Nashville Restaurant Radio. This is going to be part two today, and thank you for listening to part one. You probably didn't see us post on socials yesterday um, because we did the blackout. We wanted to stand in solidarity with um, with Black Lives Matter, and we wanted you to know that we uh, we take this very seriously. And while we're putting out episodes right now, we're talking to people, uh, Jeff and Jenny and myself get into this particular topic later on in this episode too. And um, don't want to come across that we're we're not paying attention because this is this is a major major thing that we are we are in the middle of. And um, I encourage each and every one of you out there to take action. Do whatever you can to fight racism. Stop it. Don't just be somebody who is, is colorblind and isn't a racist. Be an anti-racist. Go out there and do everything you can to fight it. Um, I know that's what I'm going to try and do. And I encourage every one of you to do that also. So one of the things we did today... Uh, Facebook, social medias were were um, still a hotbed of craziness. But one of the things I noticed was people posting, "Hey, I need a line cook. Hey, I need a server. Hey, I need a couple people here or there." And it just made me think this new sponsor, Fo and Bo, F O H and B O H. They're so innovative. You just go on their site. You need you need somebody, whatever the position is. If you have an account set up with them, which is the easiest thing in the world to do, and right now it's free. All you do is you just log in, you'd click, I'm looking for a server, a barista, whatever it might be, and there's hundreds of people in Nashville right there with a full profile. You can see them, what are, you know, what are their interests, what do they like, where do they work, and you just click a button that says request an interview, and you can do it, you know, live interview, you can do a Zoom interview. It's that easy. You can find your next employee, your next person that's looking to start their career, a hospitality professional, right now. NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Go to our homepage, scroll down. The very next section you're going to see it says F O H and B O H, Foe and Bow. Click the link; it'll take you straight to their site. Sign up if you're a restaurant. Sign up. It is free, 100% free for 90 days. You pay nothing, not one penny. You don't have to put a credit card in. You don't have to do anything. It is just a free site. They're doing this as a response to COVID-19 to help people out. They're a new company. They're locally owned and operated. Everybody out there, buy local, support local. I know all you independent restaurants out there want to support local. Get out there and do this. These are good people. And if you are looking for a job, it's easy and free to post your resume there. Go, not a resume, but go post your profile, create it, do the whole thing, set it up, go to our webpage, make it happen. I also want to talk real quick about Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. And you know what? They're one of those companies that's just fantastic. And they're, they're firsts, the things that they did first, they're the first lab, the first poultry lab in the United States to be certified to test for pesticide and residues. They're the first large-scale producer in the nation to eliminate antibiotics in broiler chickens over 20 years ago. They're the first in the industry to gain certification by the American Humane Association, Association, proving advanced animal care. I mean, they're doing it the right way. 
and they've been doing it the right way for a long, long time. So support Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. Go to their website, check them out, springermountainfarms.com. I have a new page on my website. It says sponsors. Go click on the sponsors link, and uh, you can go directly from there to check out everybody who is sponsoring me, and um, I appreciate that. So let's get into Jeff and Jenny, part two. We're going to discuss Jeff's dad, Jay Pennington. He's the innovative mind behind the Boundary, uh, South Street, Local Taco, and Urban Grub. I think he's got a new location coming in soon. Uh, we talked about Jenny's dad, um, Walton's Vodka. It's named after her father. What they're doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. And their thoughts on the state of our country. So we got a lot to talk about today. This is going to be good times. Um, let's jump right back in. We were just about to start talking about bourbon so i know i the davidson reserves uh doing well i assume you guys I mean, are having fun with it yeah it's really easy to sell something you don't have a lot of so yeah. <laughs> you know um yeah we're really excited you know uh we've got a great sales team got great uh kind of management teams kind of come over and we've had some change change in that over the last year but um you know Davis Reserve, we launched it. You never know, right? You work on this whiskey for five, six years, and you hope that it's good. And we tasted it along the way, and we felt good. And we had some great people that came in the beginning and helped us, some really big master distillers from Kentucky. And so we were confident, but you never know how it's going to be taken. And, you know, during this whole COVID time, since we're calling it now, um, we received two of the biggest awards you can receive in spirits, and we really haven't gotten to promote it. So, you know, we're, we're really excited when we – we just won San Francisco's double gold and best in class. Wow. Is, that's like the Olympics of, of spirits competitions. And uh, That's congratulations. And then Beverage Tasting is too, gave us uh, 94 points in number three North American Whiskey of the Year. I mean, right below us is Eagle Rare and Blanton's. It was like, so. But yeah, then, that's know, good but, company. And it feels really good. You know, we're not, like you said, we don't have a ton of it. So it's easy to sell something like that, but. We also haven't really gotten to be able to promote that much because the restaurants and the bars are all closed and that's what you need. And that's what stinks right now is the struggle with the home premise. You know, we, we, our retail has been good. It's been really, really solid because people are not stopping drinking or drinking more. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, you build brands at home premise and right now with the home premise where they're at, it's made it tough to promote that. I can imagine. Um, tell me, you said that you brought in some big names in the bourbon world to kind of help you a little bit. What's, what's it like now being in that community before you worked with that community being in sales? And of course we all love bourbon and that's a, that's a fantastic thing, but what's it like now being in that community, winning double gold, kind of having a little bit of street cred, is it just cool? I mean, because you're not competing with them. I mean, per se. I mean, these are. It's almost like the. To me, it reminds me of like the barbecue community, right? They all yeah. hang out together. They all share each other's secret recipes and stuff, and then they all kind of like just hope the whole category does really well because that's what they're. They're all kind of in it together. Is that where you're at now? Yeah, you know, I, Jeff Arnett from Jack Daniels always has this one saying whenever we do any events in Tennessee, and I really agree with. I love it. He says, rising tide raises all ships. And, and I really believe that American whiskey, you know, you, you've been in this industry for long enough to remember. I mean, it was only 10 years ago that 
half of our friends that are bourbon aficionados were found in Orange Whip vodka, right? I mean, it wasn't yeah. scotch, but scotch was the premium in American whiskey. Bourbon was kind of like the, you know, the cheap, the, the working man's whiskey, right? And yeah. how it's, it's completely reversed. It's, it's great to watch. Um, and I think it's a true statement. Kentucky bourbon as a whole, those guys all get along. They go and do events together. They, they support each other, you know, and I think the same thing's been seen down here. And when we started, I mean, we had master, three different master distillers from big, big time, you know, billion dollar brands come down and like distill with us. And, you know, Jack Daniels has opened their doors to all the local craft guys. Anytime we have a question or we have a stuck mash or we have a, a chemistry question, they've got one guy there named Kevin. I call him the wicked smart dude. And, uh, <laughs> You know they'll, they'll come help us and ever it's amazing when you tell people they're like why would they do that it's like because they're not afraid of us making good good whiskey they're afraid of us making bad whiskey yeah that that you, says you it all right there us and nelson's and old dominic and sugarlands and you know all the decent sized craft guys in tennessee you could add up all our annual production and we don't equal three days at jack Daniels. they're not worried about us taking their business they're yeah. worried about 20 different brands coming out and making rock nut and hurting the overall category. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's really fun to see. I think the camaraderie of the big brands and seeing, you know, Bill Samuels and Jimmy Russell and Fred No all hang out. I think it taught us small guys. And look at what craft beer did. They, they do, you know, what do you call it when they get together and they brew together and they do experimentals. And they, they're blo- if you leave the craft beer blogs, they help each other. I think, I think it's really important that the small craft whiskey guys kind of do the same. Um, I love that. So one of the things that I've probably recognized, you didn't mention any females there. Of all of the people that are brew, all the people that are master distillers and all the people, um, they're a bunch of guys. Jenny, what's you, you went in a world a long time ago where it was dominated by older white men. What is uh, a... <laughs> Some days, I mean, it still feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, you're back in it now and that kind of that. So how does, how was that like, what's that like for you? Honestly, I feel like Jeff does, he grew up around a lot of strong women, his great grandmother, his grandmother. He's got some very strong aunts and I think Jeff respects women. And I think he's done a really great job of bringing them into our workplace. I mean, I think we're like 50, 50 male female our management team's majority women yeah they work better they're smarter than us but um i i don't disagree so i feel like you know we work with a a master blender that jeff can tell you about ashley barnes she's amazing oh yeah um you know he's not afraid to it's more about like the quality of what somebody can bring in and Hey, if they're female, that's awesome. We'll take it. But yeah, I think our team's really well balanced. Yeah, I, I'd say on top of just the old male dominance in our industry, it's also very always been very nepotist. I mean, if you didn't have the right last name, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna get the, the title, right? It's, you you kind of earn it. Um, you, I mean, it's funny in Scotland, the master blenders are the rock stars. Here in America, we were celebrating the master distillers. Yeah, uh, but you know, if you go around a lot of these, these distillers now, there's more and more women getting some, uh, some, some props. I mean, I, I think scientifically, it. I read somewhere that women have a million more taste buds on average than the men, so they have better palates naturally. Um, 
And so a lot of the blenders and the head, the head chemists in a lot of these big companies are women, and they're starting to get that recognition. Um, Alex Castle's down at Mont Old Dominic in Memphis. She came from Wild Turkey, and she's a master distiller down there. We got Marianne Eves. We got Ashley Barnes. We got a lot of women's big women names coming up in the industry. So I think it's going to change. I think you're going to see a change over the next ten years. You said nepotism. One of the things I've always respected about you, Jeff, is um, your dad is kind of a big time name in this town. I don't know how. I mean, I know everybody knows your dad, but. Um, I have always, you know, it's funny because I used to work at the Boundary and I never knew really who your dad was when you lived down the street from me. And I remember, <laughs> what's that? He was probably always at work. <laughs> well, I remember one time I was a food runner there and I was talking to your dad at the bar one day and I said, do you know who I am? And he goes, you're a food runner. Like, you know, I don't know who you are. I mean, this is 1997, right? This is the hate and boundary was just the place to be. And, um, I said, no, I'm, I'm brand. I used to live in the street from me. He's like, are you the kid that wrote fuck you on the side of my house and shaving cream? And I went, yep, that's me. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. I'll see you later. <laughs> that's right that's the birthday because you you your birthday march 10th or 9th yeah, march 8th yes hey again mine's the ninth. we had the birthday parties <laughs> we came back up to your house and tried to shave and cream your door and the garage door opened up your dad's sitting there we're like oh god running through the woods <laughs> <laughs> see that's good times and but your dad you know had, had these amazing restaurants and he's so innovative and you, I imagine you could have gone into that career, but you didn't. You did your own thing. And you uh, did you just not want to be, oh, I'm Jay's son? Or was it just not your thing? I think I, I think the not Jay's son was like a driver in my life because everybody called me Jay's son. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, still to this day, I mean, I do, you know. People, people, people still think, think I'm married to Jay. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm married to Jeff, Jay's son. I got introduced, or she got introduced to the women in bourbon, women in bourbon event as Jay's wife one time. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. With all these other big women from around the country. And, you know, a lot of people still think, you know, that he did it. I mean, I started this, you know, on my own. I mean, he's always been supportive of us from a, you know, standpoint. He would, he would do anything for us. But, yeah. Know, I don't own anything in his. He doesn't own anything in mine. But, you know, I think... I think a perception is that we own part of Urban Grub or Jay owns part of the distillery. And it's like, nope, we're two different things. You know, we're all related, but that's that's as far as it goes. And I think bringing up Jay and I think, too, like both of us came from parents. Of, our parents are entrepreneurs. So I do think that that fueled, we grew up in that environment where, you know, our families own their, you know, work for themselves and own their own businesses good, bad, you know, there were great times and harder times and all that. And I think that it, I think when you grow up that way, it almost makes it more natural or less scary to do something on your own too, because you've just seen somebody else do it. Yeah. So they're very inspirational, I feel like, and very supportive. I would say my dad's our number one fan. Like he, he roots yeah. for us, he'll do anything for us. But, you know, I think he's also, I think part of him is proud that, you know, we are doing it on our own. There's part of me, I mean, I love restaurants. I grew up working in them. From the time I was 13, I remember when I first transferred and moved down the street from you and I went to sixth grade and 
I still remember coming in, you know, getting called Target or Walmart shoes because I had Walmart shoes on. And, you know, it's my first taste of Williamson County, right? And uh, <laughs> and I was like, I go home and I was like, Dad, can I get some Air Jordans? He's like, yeah, you can. And I was like, sweet, can I have some money? He goes, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get some Air Jordans. He's like, well, you can work and get your own money. And so he gave me a job to go down there and roll silverware for tips. And I earned enough money in a week to get some and, ended up not buying them. So I was like, well, I don't want to spend my own money on them. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you know, capitalism, so it's, it's just it's amazing. It's like, I worked for this. I don't know if I want those shoes. But, uh, you know, I, I think he taught us. He, he instilled work ethic. And, you know, he, he was very – I could have gone in that direction. There was part of it that almost did. And then, honestly, I think I saw how hard he worked and how late hours the restaurant industry. I mean, you know, the restaurant industry is hard work. And the number one thing that causes failures, in my opinion, is, is theft. And, and when I say theft, I mean, people not thinking they're stealing from you, but they're just giving everything away. And if you're not there, you're not a good owner operator, you don't have a good managing partner, it can go really south. And I think real fast, a lot, a lot of his success came from he was there, he was always involved. And I saw how hard he had to work and how many hours. And I kind of said, you know, I want to be in the industry, but I want to find a different way to do it. <laughs> so I'm in the same boat. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Jenny, you guys do something really special because of your dad. And yes. you so, make us go ahead. I would love to hear about the vodka. Tell, uh, tell us about your dad because I love this story. So, when I worked at Best Brands, we sold a plethora of vodkas, some you probably never even heard of. And I would always buy all the vodkas from my dad. I'd be like, come on, you gotta drink my products. You gotta get off the kettle one, dad. I don't sell it, get off it. <laughs> so. You know, people who drink kettle oneers, they're not vodka drinkers, they're kettle one drinkers. Right? <laughs> so I literally would be like, vodkas from around the world, and like bring them a box, so 12 different vodkas, like nothing ever worked. So. He pretended as though he was enjoying one of my brands. And he, one day I caught him red-handed. I walked upstairs and caught him at his bar. And he was pouring <laughs> a half gallon of kettle into a half gallon of my brand. Scott, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say it. <laughs> They're my customers, <laughs> But... Um, and I was just like, oh, what? Dad. <laughs> but I mean, that's just how much he loved me. <laughs> that's a, so, that's what you do as a dad, though. That's exactly what you do as a dad. The best yeah. part is she said, it doesn't count if you don't buy it. He goes, I did buy it. She goes, what'd you do with this? She goes, I poured it out. <laughs> so he still bought the bottle, just a supporter. <laughs> bought the bottle, poured it out, but I'm not drinking it. Right. The likelihood of me catching him the only time he did that going on for a while so he's not um, now you're making vodka he's not gonna pour that down right correct so um my dad actually passed away two years ago but before he passed we um wanted to make a vodka for him because he loved his martinis and we needed to come up with something that was comparable to kettle that he could you know drink every evening so I mean, I probably took two years that we would bring in samples 
Yeah, Sweet must have made a hundred batches of yeah. still for him. All I mean, kinds of samples. And he would keep a little log and write notes. Finally, one day, he, we nailed it. And he actually, once again, was like, oh, it's the kettle. I'm picking this one. And then he goes, oh, my gosh, no, it's the Waltons. So to back up a little, he used to always tease me and say, why don't you make Walt? His name was Walton. And everybody called mm -hmm. him Walt. Wally. But he'd always joke and say, when are you going to make Walton's finest vodka? So that's where, you know, it came from. And we're like, well, dang, if we could bake something he likes, this will really help our sales revenue. Because um, he could loves his vodka. So, um, Except so, it's not cheap to make that. No. no. Uh, I'll give Kel credit. The way they make it is hot. I mean, it's a, it's pot distilled and then column distilled. And then it's, it's, a, it's a serious process. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you know, day that he finally chose our vodka, he thought once again, he was choosing kettle and he realized, no, this is the Walton. So we were like, yes, we nailed it, done. Um, so if anybody looks at a bottle of it, it says Walton's Finest Vodka. And on the front, it's got in very small like typewriter font, just a, a little background story of my father. When he was 13 years old, he built a wooden boat um, out of plans he got from um, Science and Mechanics uh, magazine. And his, like a really good family friend helped him build this wooden boat. And um, I always knew about it. He always told me about it. And when I thought like, what can I do for the package? You know, obviously we know we're gonna call it Walton's Finest Vodka, but what does the bottle look like? It just sort of occurred to me like, why not do the boat and tell that story? Like it's, such a natural thing it's honestly the easiest brand i've ever done because it already was all there for me it was just recognizing that and then pulling those elements and putting them in the you know on the bottle and in the bottle and all that but um so on the back is actually the real blueprints of the boat um the front it, had a different fish on it, but uh, now it's a what is red it? Uh, Redfish is on it now, which is like a fish from down here. But um, I have eight millimeter video of him driving his boat, building his boat, black and white photos. So it was really special to be able to give that to him before he passed away. Um, he was super proud of it. I can tell. It's I was just going to say, I can tell how proud you are. I tell everybody it's a it's an ode to her father, like it's an ode from a daughter to a father. Is that project? And at the top of the bottle, it says on there "craft project," and it's because he, she took a, a craft project of his and she made it a craft project back for him. And it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful package. You know, we don't sell as much of it as we should. We want to really promote it more. Right? It just won double gold. And it just won double gold in <laughs> San Francisco itself. Yeah. Wow. And we're donating $3 for every bottle ongoing to uh, ACS for prostate cancer research. So well, um, my, my father um, had his prostate removed several years ago, maybe five years ago. Uh, he still had I me mean, obviously still has prostate cancer, but it's an ongoing thing. And I grow mustache every year in November and raise as much money as I can from November. But I, um, I think that's fantastic. So can you find Walton's at just every liquor store? Not you can just, every. Not every, but you can get it. Anybody can carry it. We're going to do a bigger push on it. You know, when we came out, we were doing pickers. And, you know, Walton's is made from wheat, which is obviously half the yield of corn. 
it's a different style of vodka. It's a, it's a more of a gimlet style, a grainier. Someone who likes to drink vodka on the rocks or martinis, where Pickers is more like a Tito's or a deep fat. It's a lighter, crisp vodka. Sure. Um, Walton's is a really, really, if you like Kettle One, you should give it a shot. And, uh, and it's, I, we consider Pickers a premium. Walton's would be the, you know, super premium. Yeah. 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 It's well, got a good. lot of kettle, but it's a, it's a beautiful package. And man, it's an awesome product. And we just want some awards. So hopefully with the, you know, we're going to, we're raise some money with it, but we'd like to get some more, we'd like more people to know about it. It's hard yeah. to promote two different vodkas at once. I, I totally understand. And I, I thank you for telling that story, Jenny. I think that was really, um, I think it's, it's a really cool gift to him, but what a special memory every time that you see it, every time that people buy it, you went double gold, what a cool little kind of tribute to your father. And that's, um, that's really special. I love hearing I want to add one more thing into that story. Cause the, the sure. best part is her brothers, her brother, uh, Tom is very successful. He's, he's been an executive corporate C-level executive at, Black and Decker working his way up from the ground and up to CMO. And then it's now the president of Benelli for America, the shotguns. I mean, he's done very well for himself. And he's given the, the eulogy at her dad's funeral. And he literally said, you know, all I can say is that I would come home and my dad was always proud of me and I could do this. I, but I, you know, my sister always won his heart because she's the one that put a vodka with his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did it. <laughs> get it. So, guys, I've kept here a long time. I want to get your quick take. You guys have had to pivot. We're in COVID nineteen. It's been a crazy time. You pivoted to making hand sanitizer. Just a, I mean, I've seen all over social media what you guys are doing. Thank you. I mean, it's something that needed to happen. Um, tell us about how that happened. My gosh, it was kind. It's kind of an accident, really. I mean. We were, I was, it was my 40th birthday. We were down here. It was the last time we were down here. And uh, on March 9th, and we started seeing things getting worse on the news as we were down here. We're like, man, this thing's getting really bad. You know, it's about a week before they shut it down. I get an email from our trade, trade association. It says the TTB has now opened up distilleries to make hand sanitizer, but you have to make the WHO formula. It's got to be this. And so I, you know, I, I mentioned, well, maybe we should do that and help out local. And kind of looked at it like, guys, oh, the demand that high. And then all of a sudden, we got a call from the mayor's office um, saying the office of emergency management could really use some sanitizer. So, we're like, well, you know, we'll make 500 gallons for them. And, you know, that costs a few thousand bucks. It'd be a good, good, goodwill, good donation back to the community. So, we did it. And then the Metro PD called. And then, like, we started getting calls from other local businesses. So we kept making it, and then all of a sudden we got a call from Amazon, and they wanted to buy it. We're like, well, you know, they don't pay taxes. We'll sell it to them. And, uh, so we started, we, we, all of a sudden we went from making a 500-gallon batch to about two days later we are making 2,000 gallons a day, and within a week we were making 16,000 gallons a day. Wow. And we, we hired about part-time about 15 to 18 out-of-work hospitality people. Nice. Uh, we were able to donate over 10,000 gallons to the local community. We were able to give giveaways. Um, we sold enough to some bigger companies and other things that we, at the end of the day, we actually just added up. We're going to do some kind of press release, but I think we gave away over $250,000 worth of free sanitizer to the local community. 
um, and support and put out of hospitality workers out to work for about six weeks. And, you know, it, it felt really good. And we, you know, and to be honest, as capitalists, we even still made a little money in, along the way. But more importantly, we, we kept all our people employed with it. Um, we're very grateful and blessed to have had that because had we not, you know, 40% of our business is in bars and restaurants. Yeah. So had we not had that kind of come up, not sure we wouldn't have had our own furloughs and our own issues to deal with. Um, but I think it was just good karma. We, we went and helped the office emergency management and Metro PD and it just kind of snowballed. Um, sometimes, sometimes just dumb luck falls, falls the right way. I mean, um, so we've been lucky. Well, thanks. I mean, it's huge. I think it's, it's great that you're doing that. And I love that you guys were able to pivot that way and give jobs and you're just kind of doing the right thing. Um, last thing I don't, you know, I don't want to end it on this note, but this has been a, um, interesting past week to say the least in our country. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on kind of what went down in Nashville the other day and just kind of this whole situation right now? <laughs> uh, man, I was heartbroken. I mean, I'm born and raised here just like you. I mean, Nashville to me is the I've been lucky enough in my life to travel a lot of places all over the world and all over the country. And I tell people there's middle Tennessee, there's something special about Nashville. That, you know, we're not just some another redneck southern city. I mean, we've got culture, we've got business, we've got education, we've got, you know, but we still got that kind of southern charm about us. We got, you know, it's just one of the best places in the world. Not no matter where I go, I always love going home. Um, yeah. And you know, it. I've watched it on the news for two straight hours on my phone the other night because I was down here and I, someone told me and I I couldn't peel my eyes off of it. I mean, I literally when I saw the mother church getting hit, I like wanted to drive back up there myself. I saw oh, yeah, it. I. It, it just broke my heart. And, and the bars on Lower Broadway that just reopened barely, you know, it's just... Ugh. You know, I, I think that it's, it's sad because it's losing the real message of what the 95% of the people uh, were trying to cover, which was, you know, protest and, and bring to light, you know, issues that have been, been around. And, they, you know, there's 90, 98% of people were there for a good cause. And it just broke my heart to see it turn that way because we've always been such a good, I just thought we would be the shining example of a proper protest. And, you know, I'm sure it was a few people, a few bad apples, but I wish the good apples would have put them, put them in their place and stopped them because I feel like that's the Nashville way. But, you know, at least there wasn't more damage uh, than there was. And hopefully uh, these people that are hurting that bad can get helped and we can figure this out because we, this is uh I don't know. It's it's sad. To, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard. It's you know it's still hard to watch the original video that started all. I mean that part was hard to watch. And there's no right or wrong. It just kind of speaks. You know. Yeah, it does. It um, it's very um, it's very very upsetting for me. Also, I've been I've been pretty sad this past week, and. Um, I've decided that uh, this, this after seeing kind of some different responses about it, that I'm not going to just stand silent anymore. Like that, this is not okay, and we've got to do something as a collective race to help fix this. 
And yeah. um, it did. It broke my heart when I saw the Ryman I saw them go towards the Ryman I was like, I'm about to go get in my car. Yeah, when like, they said they're turning up fifth, they're going towards the Ryman. I was like, yeah. oh, no. I mean, just to stand there and be like, stop, stop, don't, don't do this, don't do this, this isn't helping, this is not the way to help. And then, you know, my brain turned and I went, you know what, I'm a six foot six white male American. And you know what, I've, uh, I've never been mad, I like, I love my city so much, but I've never been mad enough to want to burn it down. And I got to do something because I've, I've never felt that type of anger and I, um, I certainly don't necessarily understand it, but I could I could feel it the other night, and um, I could feel it everywhere I watched in every city. I mean, maybe we're missing something. Maybe there's that much anger, and there's got to be something done. I mean, because you know, maybe the silent part isn't working anymore. I don't know, but I don't want. I can't. I can't. I hate watching our communities get torn up out of it. That that can't be the answer. It's not. I think that we we have a responsibility to. I wrote a blog and I put, you know, I read a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist, that it's not okay to just be silent. Like you have to, if you're not actively fighting it, then you're, you're allowing it and that's not okay either. So I'm, I don't know what that looks like. I'm working on it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting my own journey, but, um, but I thank you guys so much for coming on today. And I've spent taking an hour of your, uh, your vacation time and your boating time. And I can't wait to release this video because people aren't going to believe like, yeah, they're just on a boat driving around a bay and, uh, this is talking fun. to me. To enjoy the boat, enjoy the boat and get to catch up with you. So this is awesome. It is awesome. Jenny, what were you just drinking? Pickers Unplugged. So give that a plug. I mean, Pickers Unplugged. Look at that. So good. Pickers and Slub Soda. They're delicious. Love if you like truly or white claw this is a, a distilled yeah. spirit version of that but it has no carbs and no sugar along with less calories and great 96 flavor. calories so it's yeah if you're out there and you drink white claw or truly so this is this is your drink yes yeah local people local keep yeah. your money local um i just I, I saw you drinking a picker's cocktail in a can and i went if that's not exactly it right there, like I've got to say something because you're drinking your product hanging out on a boat. Like that's where it's supposed to be enjoyed. You're not drinking somebody else's product. You're drinking your product. That's that good. You endorsing it right now. These products to fit our lives. Kind of, kind of kidding. Nice. It's a nice perk. Well, anything else you guys want to say? Anything floor is yours? You want to say anything to the people in Nashville? Anything at all? Thank y'all for your support. And if you don't know our brands, please check them out. And everybody stay safe. And, and go out and tip, tip your, tip your uh, hospitality workers and go out and eat some, eat some meals out. So keep supporting the hospitality because it's going to be a slow road, I think, back. But our city's built on that, so... Please go out and support the restaurants. Sure. And the next time, the next time you order a drink in a restaurant, and it's a vodka drink, if you get a Bloody Mary and they say, "What kind of vodka do you want? Do you want Absolute?" Say Pickers. I want Pickers vodka. Right. And exactly. it's that easy. Don't just say, "Oh, whatever the house is." Say Pickers. It's not going to cost that much more, but you're supporting these two folks and all the people that work in their West Nashville distillery. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. Enjoy the rest of your time. Go hit the throttle and get out of the no wake zone. 
<laughs> she won't let me. This is her speed anyway. <laughs> well, I didn't get to. I didn't get to ask you about parenting and what that's been like for the past two years, but we'll save that for the next time. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. All right, guys. Be careful. See you later. See you later. Cheers. Big thanks again to Jeff and Jenny Pennington um, for taking an hour with me while they were cruising around a bay. So I will put this video out. If you go to our website uh, at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, there will be a new tab. There's one that says Listen. Uh, and then it's going to be one that says watch. And I'll have my YouTube channel up and running in the next day or two, ready to go. So stay tuned because tomorrow we will be <laughs> releasing our episode with Bart Pickens. And we should be very excited about that because it's going to be an interesting one. And um, I just appreciate all of you for listening. And I uh, hope that you're staying safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.